<clears throat> What's up, guys? I'm Jermaine, and this is It's Not That Deep. So, before we get started on content, I'm going to say something now, and I'll say it again at the end. Remember that your past is gone. Every mistake was a teachable moment. All you have to do from this point is take every step with intention, raise hell, build the life you want. That's it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. So last episode, we kind of talked about some of the lessons that I've learned over the past just a couple years, to be honest, of my life um, that have grown and shaped me maturity wise and just overall just things that I like to live by and things that I'm like currently practicing especially the being on time thing but we're not talking about that right now but so it's funny that we talked about you know my inability to be on time and and my disrespect for time in the first episode and it's it's funny because if you know me you know that when I show up late I'm typically not empty-handed uh there's typically always a coffee in my hand so and actually that's what I'm drinking today um, because I'm filming this episode of the podcast at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I think it might be frowned upon to have Parrot Bay and pineapple juice on ice at 10 a.m. But I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, so this is part two of lessons I learned so you don't have to. And so in the second half of lessons I learned, I wanted to kind of touch on lessons around goal setting and expectations and successes and failures and kind of some key lessons that I've learned or experienced that hopefully we can all relate to or learn from because again these aren't really independent learnings but it's something that I think things that we don't talk about as much as we should so we're going to get into some things so this is the second half of lessons I learned so you don't have to so in the first episode I talked about uh not running from things, but not letting them run you. And there's a key lesson that kind of goes along with that. Um, because, you know, none of us really want to run from our problems, right? But like, we don't wake up every day and just say, ah, oh, we're going to avoid this because we don't want to face the same, you know, challenges that we faced before, the same difficulties that we faced before, right? I mean, most of the time. But um, how do you not run from it? and not let it run you at the same time. Well, I had a therapy session back in April. She said something to me that kind of stuck. It was be open, but skeptical, right? So often those of us who experience trauma stay in that defensive mode way longer than we should with the reason being that we're just, we don't want to go through it again. Um, so in part one, when I talked about running from it, but not letting it run you, well, after learning that lesson a while ago, I didn't really have the answers on how to navigate through that, if that makes sense. But back when, you know, my therapist said, you know, be open, but skeptical, like kind of a light bulb moment happened for me. So I mean, like, this is a stepping stone lesson, though, because until I was able to isolate and become confident in my own decisions, my intuition and my judgment, I could have never done this, honestly. And if I had tried, I wouldn't have been successful at it. If Yeah. So try to set your own risk. But here's what kind of I've, I've formed around this theory. So essentially, once you're able to trust your gut intuition, your decisions and your judgment in people and things, you got to open up. Right. So I struggle with this because I'm a very headstrong 
person, regardless of my ability to be influenced. So I thought I was doing the right thing by staying closed off and distant once I built up good boundaries and discernment. But this just made me feel very sheltered, if you will. Um, because again, you can't experience happiness until you experience pain. You can't let yourself only feel certain emotions. That's just not how the human condition works. Um, it's either it's an all or nothing type of game, right? So you have to open up to new people and experiences. You have to be open. You have to be vulnerable, but you have to use those boundaries and that discernment that you've built up to ask the right questions, you know, and know what's real and what's not. You know, what's serving you, what doesn't serve you, what's going to benefit you, what's going to harm you. You know, you got to ask those type of questions like you got to be open to it, but you got to be still skeptical enough to just not fall for anything. I think that's once you got that, then that's when you really become, you know, almost unstoppable. I think the most challenging part for that, though, at least for me, is feeling like an idiot or looking stupid. Like when you go through additional things after you get past that isolation, when you're ready to start, you know, living again, almost as I think about it in my head, but you're never going to be able to avoid, you know, those challenges or that heartbreak or whatever is to come. But you've grown, you have to realize that you've grown a new set of skills to be able to deal with that. Um, and it won't take you as long the second time or the third time as it did the first time, because you'll be smarter and you'll be wiser every time you go through something. Um, and I think so many of us forget that, you know, we're strong ourselves and that we owe ourselves enough to face that because we're resilient enough to get through it. Um, and we don't pay ourselves enough respect in that manner. Um Take it back to like the four agreements. If you've ever read that book, it's one of my favorite books that I've ever read. Um, if you haven't read it, I recommend that you go read it because it really changed my life, to be honest. But one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. Right. So what people say about you is a reflection of them, not you. So at the end of the day, we're all going to face that defeat. We're all going to face that heartbreak. You know, we're going to face those difficult situations. But trust yourself enough to let yourself go through those situations you built yourself to be the strongest version of you thus far. Pay yourself enough respect to let yourself experience life and whatever comes with it, the good and the bad, the joy and the pain. I mean, you're doing the work. So make sure you get your return on investment out of yourself. Right. Yeah. But before you do that, before you're open, but skeptical, you have got to isolate. And I know isolation is something that that's why I say I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a therapist because like logically, I don't think anybody would ever tell you to isolate. But here I am. Um, isolation is necessary, in my opinion. I'm just saying I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, with clarity and decisiveness on what direction I want my life to go in, what I want, what I want to do. If I've never practiced being alone, you know, I think my favorite quality and personality trait that I have um, is my desire to be <laughs> alone. Um, not in a dark way, though, like not like in a, you know, twisted way, but in the best way possible, if that makes sense. When you're comfortable with being alone, then you are way more careful about who you let into your space. You know, I get the best clarity. I make my best decisions. I have the best ideas. I'm at my creative peak most productively when I'm alone. Picasso said, you know, without great solitude, no serious work is possible. And who wouldn't believe what Picasso had to say, right? You know how they talk about when you leave your hometown, you're truly able to figure out, you know, who you are and what you want, what your, you know, own identity is. 
Well, I connect that theory to the power of being alone. It's human nature to be influenced by what surrounds you, right? Like people in your circle, social media, or the death of society, you know, societal standards, et cetera, et cetera. Like influences really like the, it's the human condition. Like we're all influenced by the things that go on around us, whether it's in the world, whether it's in your circle, no matter what, but you're influenced by, you know, your surroundings essentially. So you have to unplug, you got to disconnect and put in the real work by yourself um, get to know the thoughts inside your own head. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what what do you truly, you know, want without external influence, right? You know, f- figure out who you are. Like, take lunch breaks by yourself. You know, just sit there and, and, and think, you know, just be present in the moment. Go on walks in the park by yourself. Give yourself the time and the space to figure out who you are and what you want without distraction and influence, Then come back and see how different you are once you are comfortable in isolation. Not everyone will understand that, right? Like it's a genre, like, but people often talk about, you know, always having a companion or always, you know, needing someone to be there with you as you go through life. And I think that's important as well. Now, then that doesn't have to be a group or a mob of people. It could be just one person for all that means. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that, you know, you're your own biggest fan before you ever need a second, a second or to invite someone into that. Um, But please recognize when it's time to come out of isolation. Like, don't stay there forever. You know, for me, I was there for a good five years. It was a good five years. You know, and honestly, I could have had the work done in a couple. I could have had the work done in a year, to be honest, if I really wanted to. But um, I'm one of those people where, again, I said I really thrive on isolation. So it became normal for me to just be isolated away from everything and everybody. Um, and, you know, I I still value my alone time and I still value being isolated and, you know, just being away from the world and the influence. And I think that I still have my moments in time where I feel like I want to do those things and I want to, you know, step back. But that's the that's the healthiness of it all, in my opinion. That's the beauty of it. Right. Like is knowing that, okay, like my social battery is dead. Like there's just too much going on. Like I'm losing track. I just need some time away to just focus on myself, get inside my own head, sort through my thoughts, figure out what I want to do. So when I come back, when I come back, when I come out of this isolation, you don't even know who I am. I've been a, I've always been a really big person on transformations and just, um, I can't be boring. Like I cannot have a boring life. Like I can't stay the same forever. Like I cannot, like I need constant change. Like I need to feel like I'm developing into something better consistently. Um, and I feel like how I do that and how I recharge and figure out what the next step is, is by isolating and just eliminating all those external influences. Um, outside influence can stop you from being the best version of yourself. Manifestation and isolation go hand in hand. I think you really live a healthy life when you gain that confidence and trust in yourself. Um, and what better way to do that than by being alone, you know? In healthy doses, I'm not saying crawl into a corner and don't come out for a year and then blame me for it. I ain't tell you that. Moving forward. So, social media 
<laughs> really has a way of making it seem like dreams and goals are a cakewalk. Like everything happens overnight, right? Like I think we are all aware that dreams and goals require sacrifice, but a lot of us wait entirely too long to make those sacrifices that we often miss out on those opportunities because of that, right? So it doesn't just mean like cutting out useless expenses and making a budget. Like that's that's easy, right? Sacrificing is quitting that job because it's not contributing to what you want to do in life and losing everything because you believe in yourself and your vision. Um, sacrificing is ending that five-year relationship because it's too demanding and distracting you from sticking to the goals you set for yourself because, you know, your partner is too codependent. You know, 99 out of 100 people wouldn't be willing to make those ultimate sacrifices to have the life that they manifest. That's why so many people think that they only have a one in a million chance of being part of that 1%, right? You know, I thought about it when I was thinking about sacrifice and like the real sacrifice, like underneath the surface, like not the sacrifice that you can, you know, take a picture of and post on Instagram, you know, to continue that smoke screen that everybody has it together at all times. But that real genuine sacrifice where you have nothing but to bet on yourself and to get yourself to where you desire to be. So I have a cousin, right? And we used to have lunch like maybe once or twice a week. Um and all of a sudden, well, in my mind, at least she had her mindset that she was leaving. Like she was, she was leaving town. She, she was just going to pack everything up and just go, um, no backup plan, just gut intuition and sacrifice. Um, she ended up in the place that was way further than she intended, but she made that ultimate sacrifice and won, right? Like she won by sacrificing everything. Like my sister packed up everything she could into her car and moved 1,100 miles away from everything she knew, everything that was comfortable. Um, take those two, right? By being willing to lose everything they had, by giving up all sense of comfortability, by walking away from everything they'd known, they ended up building an incredible life for themselves. And that showed me that, you know, playing it safe is never the way to win the game. Like, it's way more than material things. Like, do you want it enough to give it all up? Like, to risk losing everything and, like, all the consequences that come with that? Like, are you truly prepared to, like, to ultimately sacrifice um, in order to get to where you desire to be? You know, I... I'm pretty sure that everybody is pretty confident in knowing and understanding that everything happens for a reason, right? I think that along with that, you have to understand that things don't work out for a reason as well. One of the hardest things that I struggled with is understanding that things don't work out for a reason. Like this is hard for someone like me because I'm a very obsessive person, right? Like there's nothing in the world that you can tell me that I can't go do if I really put my mind to it. If I put enough work into it, if I study it enough, if I practice enough, then I, I, I can do it. Like, I, can, I go jump off a bridge and survive. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just kidding for grippy sock reasons. Um, <laughs> but I believe in myself very heavily. Um, and when I want something, I go after it with, like, massive amounts of determination. But that's the optimism for me, though. I'm a very optimistic person. And I appreciate my ability to dream and, you know, create goals. And I have a major problem, though. Um, and that's my desire for instant gratification. You can thank social media for that, though. 
I often want to see the results now. Like I want to see the payoff right now. Like I want to see, you know, I want to, I want to get there now. I want to rush through it all. Um, and that's worked for me in some situations in my life. But I realized that when I get that instant gratification, I often miss out on the actual experience. I may have gotten it, but it doesn't really like it doesn't really hit like I thought it would. And I find that it's different for me when I work for something over a period of time and get it versus when I can get it right now, you know, and we just live in a fast world today. Like, you know, two day shipping and next day shipping and like, go get it right now and have it delivered to you, you know, today. And, you know, you just see so many things like you can um, and, and just the way the world is right now, like we all live for instant gratification and it's making us forget that some things take time. And even sometimes when you take that time with things, sometimes they just don't work out when there's a reason behind it. You may not know or you may not understand it right now, but hopefully when you look back in hindsight, um, you'll realize that things don't work out for a reason as well. And you kind of have to get comfortable with trusting that and understanding that and knowing that. Now, there's a difference between giving up. And just understanding that things didn't work out for a reason. I think that's why I call myself a realistic romanticizer. Having the ability to dream, but having the understanding and knowing that things don't work out for a reason it allows you to be more resilient. You know, for years, I spent so much time going through the five stages of grief every time something didn't work out for me that I didn't realize how much time I was wasting. Again, go back to having respect for time. I had to learn that everything is not for me necessarily. So instead of dwelling on what isn't working, I fight hard to focus on the things that do work. And, and when you do that, you build up that good resilience. Um, and then you're able to mature as a person and knowing that it isn't shame or disappointment on you if things don't work out all the time. Respect the messages that the universe is sending you. Um, like, and remember, like, be careful what you wish for because you, you might get it and Sometimes what we wish for. I don't talk about that. So, uh, all right. So I really have a genuine dislike for the word entitled. And that's just because I feel like it's always used in the wrong light or the wrong context. But it's really present in the world today. Um, but. In order to be successful, in order to truly have genuine experiences in life, you have to understand that you are not entitled to anything. And that may seem like, you know, it's not that hard to understand. Like, it's really not that deep. Let's talk about it for a second. Like, let's let's think this through. Like, the world, not just our generation, but everybody right now is so full of entitlement. Like you see it all around everywhere you go. Like you see it, you know, in ourselves, you see it in family, you see it in friends, you see it in leaders, you see it in jobs and companies, you see it in random strangers shouting at retail and restaurant employees. Um, you see it in random strangers shouting at food service and retail employees. People tend to grow an entitled spirit that just screams the world and everybody in it owes me everything, right? Like, and those people typically end up with nothing genuine around them. I won't necessarily say that they end up alone or unsuccessful because clearly that's not true. But however, these people often don't have true, genuine connections with others, be that, you know, friends, relationships, peers, just people in general. 
um, I've learned and I practice that you can be confident in your capabilities. You can know what you want. You can know what you're worth. You can know what you deserve while still having humility. Humble in knowing that anything you have can be taken away in the drop of a dime. And unfortunately for some of us, for most of us, we kind of learn that throughout life experiences because, you know, life really has a way of humbling you um, by taking you through certain experiences and certain situations. But just knowing that everything can be taken away in the drop of a dime. Um, humble and knowing that you have to earn, E-A-R-N, everything you want in this world for it to truly mean something to you. Humble and knowing that you shouldn't have to bring people down in order to lift yourself up, right? Like. Humility in knowing that it's not okay to treat people different or less than due to their situation. Now, that confidence can often be mistaken for entitlement, but that's just because not everyone will understand that in order to have good things happen, in order for people to believe in you, like in order for people to buy what you're trying to sell, in order for them to believe what you're telling them, in order for the world to to recognize who you are, you have to have that confidence in yourself. You have to know your worth. You have to know what you're capable of. You have to know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. But understanding that nothing is promised. Nothing is guaranteed and it could all be gone tomorrow. Being entitled is believing that you are owed. Being confident is knowing that you're capable of the hard work it takes to earn. You know, the things that we talked about are different things and thought processes that I use on the regular to stay grounded and focused and on track. You know, just small reminders when my head gets all foggy and I forget the purpose behind what I'm doing. Reminding myself to be open but skeptical. Reminding myself, not that I would have to, but that isolation is necessary. Remembering to always bet on myself when it comes to sacrifice. Remembering that things don't work out for a reason and no matter what. Remembering that I am not entitled to anything I haven't earned. Your past is gone. Every mistake was a teachable moment. All you have to do now is take every step with intention. Raise hell Build the life that you want the best way possible. And that's it. That is part two of lessons I learned so you don't have to. Again, my name is Jermaine. This is It's Not That Deep. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for all the feedback that I've received so far. I really appreciate all the good energy coming my way. I will talk to you guys in the next one.